All right. Welcome back. We are live at Revolution Hall, which is located in Rosedale on the second level, right on top of Von Mar. And it is a multi-concept place that is really hopping. They have free Wi-Fi. There's all different kinds of food concepts in here that you can bring your family in and have lunch. 11 of them. Yes. There's a bar. There is beer. There's sushi, noodles, sandwiches, tacos, chicken, pies. Everything, Burgers. all the stuff. Mm-hmm. They even have flowers, too. So if you have to quick pick something up to take uh, for a dinner party or something, there's a lot of parties tonight. Lots of parties. Hey, by the way, speaking of parties, we had a caller in the last segment who wanted to know about a retirement party where she could go. We have uh, someone suggested, actually Molly suggested, McKinney Row. They have an upstairs balcony area. Nice. They might just, you know, uh, they may just kind of do it for the hang. Yeah. Uh, especially if you're going early or if you're not peak time. Like, if you're not doing it Saturday at 7 o'clock, they may have that area open and available for you. So, McKinney Row was the name of that place. All right. Um, Okay, here's the caller's question. And I don't know, is the caller still on the line, Hope? No, she's not. And I believe she was talking about maybe a roast. Okay, so her question is, it (laughs) says, she, Mm -hmm. I have a brother who is eight months sober, but someone in the family wants to cook something in a wine sauce. What's your thought on this? Is it appropriate? And have you had this question before? I have uh, half my family is sober. Half my family is not. Um, My husband is also allergic to certain kinds of alcohol. It is a little, um, I'm just going to say, kind of rude after eight months of sobriety to be serving a wine sauce. But it isn't as though the person is going to pick up any alcohol from the wine sauce because the alcohol is burned off in the wine sauce. And so it's not like he's going to have any effects from it. The other thing I would say is if you have people that are sensitive to alcohol, you don't need to make a wine sauce. Here's you what can I was just use say. any acid. <laughs> you can use like apple cider vinegar or you yes. could use balsamic. Yeah, you could I was use lemon say juice. That. I was going to say, you know what? I don't I don't think it's like not appropriate, but I do think if you want to show support and love. Yeah, that's what I mean by that. Just choose a different sauce. You know what I mean? Just choose a little bit of a different, uh, just go differently. There's plenty of delicious things out there that don't include wine. I can make beef bourguignon with no bourguignon. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty easy to do. Yeah. So just so, do a little research on that. Yeah. And if you, wanna, if you want to let us know what kind of, like what flavor of sauce you were looking for, we can help you out. Just let yep. us know. Uh, okay. By the way, a couple other party suggestions for the retirement caller. The Loring Pasta Bar, apparently, which I don't know if it's called. It's not called that anymore. It's the Loring, I think, or the, I don't They've changed names and they've changed hands a couple times, but they are still in operation. Um, and someone said Birch's on the Lake Brew House. So the one in Long Lake, that one might be good. I still don't know if they would charge you for room or if I, I, I'm a little unclear on that one I because think, I don't know. Yeah, the callers, they might have a min- minimum, but it might not be as pricey as other places. Okay. Okay. Right. And just call around. Yeah. You know, like maybe you do it at a coffee shop instead. I mean, really? Yeah. I mean, retirement at a coffee shop, I would be bummed. If you were throwing me a party, a retirement party at a coffee shop. Don't well, you, you don't get a retirement party at well, the coffee shop. Well, not at a coffee shop. <laughs> I don't know what, how I would feel about that, honestly. Happy retirement. Here's a latte. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I would feel happy that someone fetted me. Okay. I would. This is good. Now I know, so I yeah. should be ready for okay. when you're done. But I'm going to be like, here, caffeinate, because basically you've got nothing else going on. Well, because when I'm done, chances are I've been fired, because you're going to have to haul me out of my cold, dead grave. <sighs> that's true. So there's that. There's true. So we'll be having a potluck in a park where everyone brings dishes, because that's how I want to have my funeral. 
Okay. In a park with people's potlucked dishes. Okay. <laughs> that's <laughs> fun, though. I yes. mean, like, that's good. I'm in. That's like, exactly that's what it's I want to have happen when I die. I when you die? Yep. Oh, when I don't want to like funeral. I want oh. everybody to bring their potluck dishes to a park. You can say some funny words about me, and hopefully it's a park that you can drink in. That's it. Okay. Bye. All right. <laughs> Scatter me somewhere. Well, on a better note, let's talk about top two in hour two. Yes. And now the weekly dish presents top two, top two. The top two. Pick your best two. In our two. All right. Give me two. With it. With it. All right. This is the portion of the show where we give you the top two and our two, two things we are obsessed with at and the moment. Seven. So I'm going to talk about the lamb that I did last week because Please. this is one of my top two and our twos. Um, because I ordered, you know, I was going, I decided I should make lamb for the vegetarian at Hanukkah. <laughs> Which is so funny to me, but well, deli- they look delicious. I know, but it was more about the fact of like, I didn't want her to have to make a big meat entree. You know right. what I mean? And so, and like, I knew that my giant meat eating child was coming to her house. There should be, you know, meat. I don't know. I thought it would be fun. So anyway, also, I, and you know this and listeners know this, I don't really cook lamb. I've done the wonderful shoulder in the old pizza oven. And that is something that's very specific where you just like leave it and go. So that was lovely. I did that for Easter one year. But this was an attempt at something I just had. I just had this thing where I had a memory of a really good piece of medium rare sort of fire roasted lamb. And I just wanted that. So basically, I also wanted to be able to slice it at my house and then bring it on a platter because that's also a thing I didn't want to have to cut into a big hunk of thing right. while I was there. I have to tell you, house. when I saw the platter of meat on your Instagram, I was like, oh my gosh, that looks so delicious. And she did lamb. I know. I know. And so what I want to tell you guys is I went to Mac and Thunes out in St. Bonnie, my favorite butcher of all time. And I, uh, I bought, I got them, it was a frozen leg of lamb that they had and it was vacuum sealed and everything else Yum. so i basically thought it in the shower because i bought that on sunday morning and <laughs> I, I threw that baby in the shower i let it have a little time to itself i got it out it was fine it's, it was unfrozen you showered with the lamb i did not shower with the lamb i let the lamb have a shower oh okay i, I put the lamb in the shower the constant flow of hot water on a, on a frozen hunk of meat like that have you never done that no that's your best thawing method Okay, I've done it in the sink. I've never done it in the shower. Well, That's I put it amazing. in the shower because like, <laughs> then I can shut the door and the room can get steamy and it helps it. It, it kind of goes Got along. It. It's a little bit softer than a direct flow of like a hot water or a bath. It's just, it's a I little love it. bit better. Right. Okay. Polly's got a question. I, I, I thought you were supposed to use cold water. You are. But you don't have You, didn't you have can that if time. you have time. Got it. Okay. All right. Just checking. <laughs> I'm just saying I didn't have I had zero time because I wanted to do it slow and low. And so the reverse sear is what I'm talking about here today, because, again, this is not just for lamb. The reverse sear is great for like a big, meaty roast. Like so what I'm considering is doing it again with prime rib for Christmas Day. Yum. So what I think I'm going to. So the key to this, you guys, is you I I, you kind of give it a like ideally you'd want to like salt dry brine the outside of it and let it sit for a couple hours. Mm -hmm. I had about. 20 minutes that I had <laughs> to do Briar Brine. <laughs> but that's okay. The, the key is scoring the fat and putting the salt mixture on top of the fat. And then what you want to do is you just want to stick that baby in a low oven. And I did 275 in the oven. You know, it's just sitting on a rack. I put a little bit of beer in the bottom of the, of the roasting pan so that there's just a little bit of moisture yep. in the oven. And then I let it sit there for, I think it was three hours. 
and it sat there for three hours. I kept the inter- I kept my little thermometer, and I kept going at it with the therm. And this is a this was a semi bone in, so there was part of it was boneless and part of it had the bone in it. And so I had to kind of watch that. At one point, the boneless part was ready, and the bone in part was not up right. to one thirty. So then I tented that boneless part with a little bit of foil, right, just to kind of slow the cooking down. And then, and about twenty, about thirty minutes later, I could pull it out. I let it rest, and I let it rest for forty minutes. And then you just kind of let it. That's when the juices kind of get all perfect inside. You don't touch it. You don't mess with it. You don't poke it. You just let it sit. Well, that's hard for me. I know. The not touching, not poking, not disturbing. But while that's happening, I crank the oven back up to 500. And then I stuck it back in for about maybe 10 minutes, maybe five minutes. And like that hot, hot, hot kind of gives that fat. It gets real crispy and brown and beautiful on top. And basically then I pulled it out and then I sliced it. And brought it on the tray. And it was that's all it needed to be. That's Yum. It. I know. So that was my... You can do that. Like the reverse sear is what it's going to do. is going to make it that beautiful medium rare pink or medium pink all the way to the end without that weird gray brown stripe. The gray brown stripe is a is a, a often seen at our home. It's a bummer. <laughs> I'm just going to say. It's a bummer, say. man. It's a bummer. All right. What's your first one? Okay. My first one is a new product that I discovered oh. called Koval, K-O-V-A-L. It's from Chicago. It's made in Chicago. It's a cranberry gin. Yeah. That's a nice little distillery down there. They make good whiskey too. Apparently. Yeah. Um, I tasted this at Certix and I really like gin. I like that botanical. I like um, uh, five, five, uh, five on ice here that yeah. has the vodka and they have a lemon ginger but this was like, it tasted really like gin, so very botanical, floral forward, but with just a little hint of the sweetness of cranberry, but not cloying and not sweet necessarily. Yeah. And beautiful packaging. Like, it just looked like a beautiful holiday gift. So it's Koval, K-O-V-A-L, gin liqueur. Good. Was my top two an hour two. Okay. Uh, I just really, it was delicious. I'm excited to have some at the cabin this weekend. <laughs> God, that sounds neat. Yeah. I love that. I did actually use that five spice, um, the the lemon ginger. The five on ice. Yeah, yep. the five on ice. The five vodka. At, with a little bit of cranberry and soda water. And that made a really lovely cocktail. Oh, yeah. And they have a cranberry vodka, too. So right. you can mix both of them. Yeah. I did not have that. It wasn't there, but that was amazing. That lemon ginger, too, is really awesome in cider. Yeah. Or oh. it's a lemon ginger vodka. Or it's really good just like in like a hot... If you're doing like trying to ward off colds and oh, you're doing that like hot. Like a toddy kind of yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, okay. My second one quickly is just, I'm going to say pound cake. My, my mom's pound cake recipe, which you have on your site is Stephanie's Oma's pound cake. Yep. But it's my mom. And what I got to tell you is that I made that. I, re- I made that for someone and I realized, why am I not making more pound cake for the holidays? Like, yeah, I people usually, love it. I tend to make pound cake. You know, during the rest of the year, I don't think of it as a holiday thing. And I don't know why, because it's a perfect thing. Because if you make an entire bunt pound cake and then slice it up and like divvy it up between people, that's a that is a good gift. All right. Uh, my second is going to be Animales Barbecue. Oh, um, John Whipley is doing amazing barbecue outside of the Abel Brew House. I did a podcast episode with him and really just spent time talking to him about his journey about how he feels about barbecue. He's going to actually be out there with uh, JD Fratsky this uh, today and tomorrow. And they're doing pudgies. Do you know what a pudgy pie is? Pudgy pies. Yeah. Okay. I didn't, I've never heard of this term before. I have a, what it's called a sandwich iron that goes in the fire pit. And you basically make 
Little like Hot Pockets. Yeah, with bread. And so they're going to be making some homemade pudgy pies. With venison and wild rice. Over at the Anamale's barbecue truck. Again, right outside of Able Brewing in Northeast. So that's our top two in hour two. All right. Uh, there we go. Yeah, there we go. We're going to go ahead and take a break. I uh, want to remind you to get your gift cards at Red Cow and Red Rabbit. They have $50. When you purchase, you get 15 free. And it is through the end of this month. So check that out. We're going to go ahead and take a break. We'll be right back. We are back. You are listening to The Weekly Dish. We are live at Revolution Hall in Rosedale. We are here. People are piling in, getting their sustenance before they hit the holiday shopping. There's tons of holiday shopping to do at Roseville. And it's a good thing to get a snack before you shop. Snacks. We just had the uh, chicken and waffle snack. It was pretty good. Um, All right. So we are going to do a Makers of Minnesota segment here. You're a maker. You're a hero. It's time for the Maker's Moment. A visit with one of Minnesota's many creators, artisans, and entrepreneurs who make the Twin Cities such a cool food scene. I make things. You're a genius. Make it. For more stories like this, check out Stephanie Hansen's podcast, Makers of Minnesota, on Podcast One or wherever you find your podcasts. All right, we are here live. We are with our friend Jared Sumner, and he is a curator for Rose and Loon, which is the Minnesota maker store inside uh, Rosedale. We're also here with Joyce Summers, who is the food expert for Rosedale. That's all very exciting. You guys are the resident experts. That's right. I've been a roving expert for years. I was just waiting for the title. I understand that, I've been calling myself that for years. (laughs) Uh, Jared, you've got Rose and Loon. Tell us a little bit about the store and how you concepted it. Sure. It's a curated collection of about 43 makers, uh, goods from the Great Plains to the Great Lakes. And we have things, everything from apparel to foodie-related things sure. to houseware. So it's a really exciting space. It's here to stay. Um, and we just love what we've done with it. So is it different in that it's not a pop-up? You literally curated and designed the store for these makers to showcase their wares. Exactly. So a lot of times these pop-ups just get kind of shoved into an empty mall space. And this was uh, built out just for them. 4,000 square feet. Great demonstration area. We have a sewing setup in there today. Mm-hmm. A studio uh, we've done food demonstrations cocktail classes so it's an cool. amazing space and joy explain your new role here at rosedale well i get to talk about all the fun ways that you can grab a little sustenance when you're out at the mall and i've been doing really fun instagram posts suggesting pairings like if you're gonna go see a movie like for me i took my kids to see wreck it ralph mm-hmm. we had a blast and we came and destroyed some angry tacos at the at the food hall here nice Nice. Really fun. And uh, Big Bowl is down below. Yes. One of my favorites. Because it's not just, I mean, there's obviously food at the mall besides Revolution Hall, which is, you know, kind of fun because you can do, if you are looking for full service, that's here too. Absolutely. Yeah. There are all kinds of different restaurants on the inside, on the outside, depending on what you want. And Uh, there's places to go find stuff to buy, especially foodie gifts. I'm not just saying it because he's sitting next to me, but oh my gosh, I have been self-shopping for Rose and Loon. Yeah. They have the cutest stuff. Yeah. They have, yeah. There's some tea towels in there that are real cute. I love, they have these whiskey glasses, Miss Smarts. You would love that 
just kind of cradle in your hand. They're handmade this like almost black, dark gray pottery. Oh my gosh. And you just cradle them in your hand. There's nothing like the feeling of these glasses. I'm obsessed. Cradle, <laughs> just Cradling whiskey yeah. sounds good. Uh, Jared, what are some of your favorites? Um, you know, I think there are two types of foodies. There's the foodies that like to eat and the foodies that like to do. So we have great things for both. Uh, we brought in Annie B's and BT McElrath, uh, Kurt's special sauces. So we have salsas and Bloody Mary mixes and some grab things like that. Uh, but then some really great things for the entertainer. So Cambria is one of our partners. So we have their Lazy Susans and their charcuterie boards. And our staff can talk about kind of how to style a cheese board if that's your thing. Oh, that's um, pretty. Yeah. And then we just have amazing coasters and amazing serving trays and uh, we have mommy and me wood rolling pins from Bemidji from Woodsman and Wilderness that are beautiful so really things if you you are the doer uh, we've got that for you as well all right and how is your um, in Rosedale like this is a, a, a mall that is really on trend have you like what are some of the mall shopping trends that you guys are seeing just in general well, uh, Rosedale turns 50 years old next year. Oh, my gosh. Um, all the Dales do, kind of at the yeah. same time. So really, uh, we're committed here to creating an experience and shifting both from the retail aspect, but also becoming a lifestyle center. So it's about those experiences like here at Revolution Hall, um, getting to know stories. It's not just about running in and grabbing a product. Um, and that's what the Rosedale shopper likes. They like the, the experience. They like the service they get at Avon Mar. Um, but, you know, the mall's gone through a huge renovation, uh, and it just kind of looks and acts differently than it has for a real long time. Yeah, it seems really festive and bustly, and there's, like, things to do. There's chairs set up. Like, it feels kind of community-driven, yeah. too. So we also uh, are committed to kind of tech lounge areas. So it's kind of an open space work uh, work area, kind of like a WeWork. So people really? come here and Really? So work they're encouraging they can, yeah, people? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we have a tech lounge down across where the old food court used to be, uh, and it's great. Uh, we've brought in Adam Truman. Uh, he's done murals throughout the mall. So there's really a, a sense of place that was never here before. I like that. Adam Truman was a guest on our Makers of Minnesota podcast. And he's just... Polly's really. got something to say. Have you seen the moose? No. The big You've moose. got to the see moose. the moose. Where's the moose? It's amazing. <laughs> he's right Paul is outside our engineer the door here. here. 17 feet, 36,000 lights. He's a big moose. Oh. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Oh, it's like a lit up moose. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm down. looking forward to that. Down for that. Um, Joy, any food trends yeah. that we can find at the mall or things that you're looking forward to? Oh, I'm just so glad for the death of the food court. Like, it's <laughs> one of those things. Like, every time I say I'm coming out to any mall, my husband's, like, dad joke that he gives me is, oh, bring me back some one potato, too. Yeah, right. We, we can do better than just, like, yeah. the... Though I did like one potato, too. <laughs> Am I the, the only one? In the defense of the baked potatoes. With the cheese sauce and the I mean, it's a smart broccoli. idea. I never Ingenious. was a potato. Like, I never, ever went to one. But I was always like, oh, that's kind of smart. Yeah. Like, nobody else is doing it. That was healthy in There's the day, reason. remember? Like, that was the healthy choice. <laughs> the yeah. The potato. The yeah, right. Right. Yeah. It's I'm, a vegetable. <laughs> totally counts. Yeah. No, I'm just glad that there are options that I don't feel bad about sharing with my kids and I, I gotta say I love the delight of this little pie cake and shop where it's a guy who was uh, Zach Young was on Top Chef Just Desserts he's become a Instagram sensation for this pie cake and thing that he does with pies stuffed into a cake it's 
kind of awesomely ridiculous of the turducken nature. Right, right. But the desserts are really good, and there's just like a little sense of whimsy and wonder. There's a unicorn cake, so of course my three-year-old daughter is like obsessed. Mm -hmm. And they're actually good. Like the chocolate chip cookie has some sea salt on top of it. Yeah. I... I want to be a snob. I usually am. <laughs> but in this case, it's real. good. And it, it, I don't know, it hits all that for me. I'm just, it's just been fun to explore. Yeah. All right. So nice. we've got food at Rosedale. We've got Revolution Hall, which is where we're broadcasting live with the 11 concepts. We have the Tech Lounge. We have a celebration of the 50th anniversary. Uh, Jared, where can we find uh, or follow your makers? Is it Rose and Loon? Yep, at Rose and Loon on Instagram. Okay. And Joy, where would we find your pairings? Uh, on Rosedale Center on Instagram. Okay, so Instagram is where it's at. Thank you guys for being with us today. We're going to go ahead and take a break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to The Weekly Dish live from Rosedale Center at Revolution Hall, presented by our friends at Red Cow and Red Rabbit. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today. If you guys missed any part of our lovely broadcast, of course, you can find it on the podcast on mytalk1071.com or any place you're finding all the podcasts. Uh, We are so happy to be joined. We're out here at Rosedale, but we are being joined by two of our favorite guests. My first guest. I was going to say, like, how many (laughs) minutes before until we say that they were Stephanie Hansen's very first guest ever. Of yep. course, we're talking about Dr. Jeffrey Herzenberg and Zoe Francois of Artisan Bread in Five. But this, you guys have a new book. We do. We do. What's yeah. it called? Um, holiday and Celebration Bread in Five Minutes a Day. Which, wait a minute, what? Woo-hoo. You can make Holiday and Celebration Bread in five minutes? You sure can. Same old nothing. Right up there. Put these up there. And should say, if it weren't for Stephanie, there wouldn't have been six more books. See? Oh, you know, Jeff, I take credit for everyone's books in town. She does. She was (laughs) taking credit for for the cookie book. Yeah, the cookie book. Yeah, right. This is where it happens. Right. So, yeah, same method we had in 2007. So you dump all the wet ingredients and you dump all the dry ingredients and you store it. So the active time is only five minutes a day. Right. Okay. Right. That's and she can nuts. adapt that to anything. <laughs> Zoe can adapt that to any beautiful thing. And this is the beautiful book. Were you, I just was wondering, how have people been asking for like, celebration and holiday breads for a long time? I'd say the first book came out and probably the first or second comment on our website was, how do I make this into stolen? Yeah. 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 And you, I mean, you're... And Just stolen is also stolen. 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 So that Sorry, you don't right. think that anyone was trying to, you know, there were no <laughs> papers. It. In, yeah, it wasn't, there was no thievery. You right. are um, a master baker and just do incredible things with sweets and sweet breads. Is this the book that you were waiting to make? Because I know you have From a real sweet one. tooth. Like, yes. I met Jeff. We decided to do the first book, but in my head, this book was in the works. I mean, it's all the sweets, it's all the pastry, it's all the beautiful breads from all over the world, all the different cultures. We have Scandinavian breads in there, all the European breads. We have breads from India. We have Ramadan breads. I mean, we tried to touch as many cultures that use bread to celebrate as we possibly could. That's From a just technique perspective, the artisan bread in five is real easy to make. But then how do you add that sweet component? Do you then mix in sugar after the fact? or um, No, it's the exact same technique that Jeff just described, where we dump everything into a bucket, stir it up. Yep. We're making enough dough for like four loaves at one time, which is how you save all of that time. 
And so the sweetbreads are just a different list of ingredients, but it's just as simple as the original recipe. So you just dump the honey and the eggs and the butter and more butter and then more butter. And more. And, and more you butter. stir it up. And you have what's called an enriched dough. So it's just enriched with all that, you know, butter. <laughs> oh, that just sounds <laughs> I delicious. Know. I know. So... As far as, you know, this is baking season, right? I mean, this is the time when I think I do more baking now than I do at any other time of the year. So it seems very natural to have this kind of a thing. Do you find that people are, you know, not only giving, I think giving your book as a gift, but like getting it for themselves and using it as a resource right now. Right now. And the the problem with holidays is you're too busy. Mm -hmm. So if this enriched dough is sitting in the fridge and you have literally five minutes to shape it, you don't have to do the ones that look like a sculpture, which is thumb through the book. She's, she's truly an artist. You could just do a round brioche and put, you know, beautiful ricotta and raspberry on it. People will love you. And it took, okay. literally took you. It's a, yeah. no, no, it's no, a that, big lump of dough, right? absolutely true. But, but right now on Instagram, there's sort of a star bread. Like, oh, I know crazy. what you're it's talking mania. about. Yes. The star bread is nuts. It's nuts. But I have, I've seen, so people are making this star bread that's from our book. Which is like and, a bread ring and yep. then cut and shaped into like a star. That's right. And it could not be any easier. And I have like eight-year-olds, 11-year-olds making this bread and tagging us on Instagram. Instagram. So, yeah, I mean, they look like sculptures, but they're so easy. And in this book, we have um, lots, lots, lots more pictures than we ever have before. Oh, good. So even these sort of more intricate looking breads are made really easy because of all the pictures that we have. And then, of course, we have videos and stuff on our website. So the proof about the star bread is we did a demo the other day at Cooks of Crocus Hill. And Zoe knows perfectly well that I've never made a star bread. Okay? <laughs> never. It's, it's, and I, now no, the whole world. Okay. Yeah, okay, now okay. everyone else. I never knows. made it. And so she's doing it, and she's doing it for all these people. And she goes, Jeff, can you help me and do the other side of it so we can get around it quickly? And I panicked. You and I panicked. Thought, it's going to be obvious I've yeah. never made it. And it was easy enough. I, did, I just did it in real time. You could tell which side was mine and which side was yours. No. Mine no, had, no. like, flower blobs on it. But it was easy. It really, you could do it the first time. And the artists in Bread and Five book, like, I mean, you have so many iterations. You have, we recommend your book, the gluten-free version, because you basically took the initial recipe and all of the breads there, and then you remade the book in a gluten-free version. That's one of my favorite gluten-free cookbooks to recommend. Because if you you. like bread and you're gluten-free, you miss it. It's hard. No, it's very hard. I gave that to my sister, I think, for Christmas Uh a couple years ago, but... There's, so are there gluten-free options in this celebration book or no, there not so aren't much? In this, there aren't recipes in this book specifically for gluten-free, but that book that you're talking about, the gluten-free book, yep. you can use all of those recipes to create these shapes. To just sort of follow along with the yeah, shapes and maybe some yeah, of the other flavors exactly. and additions. That's, That's a great and idea. We, and we talk about that on our website. So... You know, you can recreate all of what we have in this book with the gluten-free dough. One other thing I wanted to mention, I was talking about Artisan Bread and Five with someone and they were like, well, you know, we have a small family. Like we don't, we don't eat like all that bread. I was like, yeah, but you make the dough and then you can make dough balls and freeze them. Freeze them. Exactly. You know, like I, I want people to know that this doesn't have to sit in your refrigerator the whole time. You can portion it out, put it in your freezer. And then when you need a pizza... Just throw right. it on the counter, let it sit out for 30 minutes, and roll out a pizza. It also works if you just cut the whole recipe in half. 
you don't have to make four and a half pounds of dough. You can make two. Right, right. And that works. Yeah. The same for the new book. That's uh, here's a good idea because I think you did this for me once, or you, somebody did the, where they gave, they gave like a, a, a lexicon or a lexon, you know, like a like a container. Just give someone a big plastic container, give them a portioning of the flour and the yeast and the, like a little yeast package, and give it to them like it's ready to go and the book. Oh, that's nice. You know and, what I mean? Yeah. And, so like, and a Danish dough yes. whisk. Yes, yes, that's true. You'll have to Google what that is. Danish yeah. dough whisk. This is Zoe's secret recipe. <laughs> Yeah, her, her secret secrets, tool. It's yeah, she can't. She's like, this is her thing. Yeah, the dough whisk. I would do that, and I would give like I would put in just like a little container. Go to the container store and get one of those ones, you know, and then do a rolling pin, and yeah. just like give someone a good rolling pin. Yeah. Give them the container, right, right. measure out some flour and in, the book. Uh, don't and forget and the book. The book. <laughs> don't forget the book. <laughs> and put and wrap that sucker up. <laughs> I like this idea. That Me may too. be a thing. I love it. You know what else makes a great container? When you buy the Kemp's gallon ice cream, yes, those plastic. Oh yeah! And the holiday time is the kind of I would use a gallon of ice cream over yeah. holiday yeah. with guests and stuff. Yeah. But I like we used to just I mean we use those for everything. I just I'm not kidding you. It's the barrier to entry. A lot of people they stop at the they they're just they're anxious about it and they just okay. stop and they're like all you need is that nudge, the little bit of a, a nudge. push, yeah. a nudge. And so I always think if you're going to get someone a book to make sure to give them a thing that will help them get into that book. So the soup container is at Quang. Oh, you have four of them. Each one will take a pound of dough. We, we wrote half of this book at Quang in Minneapolis. That's okay. Really I like smart. to know these things. That's really smart. And those, those are free, things. man. I know, right? Well, <laughs> and then you can get freeze soup. them. Well, that's, <laughs> then you get the benefit of the then soup. Then you get a little bit of soup. Yeah. Are you guys ever <laughs> going to do a soup book? <laughs> Seriously, for the last 15 years. Soup in five minutes? If you'd run into either of us in the street in the last 15 years, we're always two years away from another book. Yeah. And this is the first time. I'm sort of lost. Are you? Yeah. I'm yeah. kind of wandering bereft around. Yeah. The like, we're feeling a little <laughs> sad. I, just, I can't think of anything else about yeasted dough. And I know there's. Cheese. I don't know where else you're gonna go with it. You've see. done it all. You've done pizza. You've done yeah. gluten free. You've done yeah. artisan. Now you've done celebration. Healthy. Healthy. Whole wheat. Whole wheat. Whole wheat. Yeah. How about I, only rye bread with onions on top of it? I'm gonna pass that on that. That sounds delicious, though. <laughs> but I'm not gonna do a whole book on it. If it had been me and I'd never met her, that's what I would have done. <laughs> right. It's just too sad. So what is what is next for you then, Zoe? Will you you your own Instagram is at Zoe Bakes. The yeah. artisan bread in five is yeah. artisan bread in bread five. The num- bread in five. Bread in five. Bread in five. Um, yeah. On Instagram. So what is next for you? Are you? I'm actually doing a pastry book. Woo-hoo! It seems Yay. so shocking that you uh, haven't yeah. had one for so well, long. Well, we've been so immersed in bread, so it's yeah. been an amazing, amazing bread. Mm. You know, Adventure. journey, journey. Yep, yep, yep. But now it's time for cake. Can I <laughs> now it's time for cake. <laughs> are Hello. you doing um, for bread in five? Are you doing uh, Instagram stories and Instagram mm-hmm. similar? Yep. Zoe, you have taken, I think, your Instagram game up like in the last two years in an amazing way. Did you take a class or who inspired you or how did you figure out how to use Instagram so um, effectively? I think no, I didn't take a class, but. Um, You know, since we did this book, we sort of have an understanding of what intimidates people and what keeps just like what Stephanie was saying about what the barriers are Mm -hmm. to baking, because I think baking in particular scares people more than cooking. For sure. And so I am such a visual learner that I know if people can see these things that they'll do it. Yep. And so I wanted to start creating videos and Instagram is like the most magical platform for that. 
So I just started doing videos and people then responded like immediately by making those recipes. And so I started upping the game. Yeah. And now you tag a bunch of people that have made your recipes. Right. I mean, I'll tag because they'll do it within 24 hours. I'll have croquembouche and bouche de Noël. You know, and these yeah. are not simple recipes. No. No. Speak English in front of the company. <laughs> right. Right. Croquembouche is the cream puff tree. That's exactly right. Yeah. And bouche de Noël is the Yule famous log. Canadian Yule log. Yep. Yep. Every, so, yeah. Everyone in Canada. Is it French? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, French. When you're in right. Montreal. Yeah. Absolutely. But I mean, these are tricky recipes, but when they're broken down into simple steps, they're so doable. Yeah. So yeah, so it's super fun for me. And you do a bouche de Noël every year. I do. And this year, what do you? what's the big thing with well, it? Well, I haven't even decided oh, you yet haven't? what the flavor combination will be. Didn't you do so like a tuned. pumpkin or spice <laughs> one this, one year? Um, this, uh, pro- yes, probably. This year's on um, Instagram right now, I have a praline. Yeah. One that's all white. Yeah, so that's the one I saw. Of, yeah, I was thinking white that would and be dreamy. But um, I always say I'm going to do one and then I never do. That's my do it, barrier. Do it. Like, I just run out of time. <laughs> that's my thing. It's You can make it ahead, though, and then freeze the log or refrigerate or you freeze can do the log. Each step, you know way ahead so you don't have to do everything do you in know, the minute I like I freeze everything I just I know I'm you listening did. to myself you like, freeze wow. everything and I freeze nothing that's that's what's Fre- really freeze funny freeze it in the canning jar yeah that's what, it, that's, that's what I do. That's my next book if I do one. A okay. mason jar freezing. It's mason jar freezing of leftovers. Of everything. Yes. I did have a fail, though, this week where I didn't leave enough headroom. Yeah. And then you open oh, yeah. the freezer yeah. and it's picture, cracked. We have pictures of that with dough that blew, blew the jars open, even when they weren't sealed. Yeah. That the dough makes a new His seal. sourdough starter sourdough had an eruption. Out. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> it's on the Whoa. website somewhere. Oh, my God. Nice. Are you going to put the Bouche de Noël in your cake book? Uh, probably. Uh, yes, yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah. I love it. All right. <laughs> she didn't want to commit. She, she was like, I don't know. Well, yeah, she's like, I can't talk about this. I'm under contract. I can't talk about it. All right, you guys. Well, thank okay. you guys for being here. Oh, Seriously. Thank it's, you. And the book is Celebration. Holiday and Celebration. Holiday and Celebration, but it's in five minutes. And it's on bookshelves and it's in stores. And you can, are you doing any signings or anything coming up? There are, we've just done some. Yep. Okay. And there, so there are copies at Cooks of Crocus Hill and Majors and Majors. Quinn. Okay. So if you want something also, we local. Also, at Barnes & Noble. Oh. Noble. Mm-hmm. We informally signed those. Yeah. All right. Go she has to go five. finish the signing. Yeah, Is that what informal yeah. means? It's like, a ha- it's like a 50% <laughs> sign. <laughs> I know. That's right. No, it's good. All right. Thanks for joining Thank us, you, you guys. Thank you. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Yes. We'll be right back. We are back. Live at Revolution Hall in Rosedale. It's too bad we don't have Facebook Live because I was just doing a really awesome karaoke impersonation. It was. It was really, really. It was. It was a top five. It was top five. It was top five. Top five for sure. We are at Revolution Hall in Rosedale. Eleven Concepts. We just had a peek at the pie cake and situation. Yes. Uh, someone gave us a slice that has cheesecake. It had some chocolate mousse cake. And it had four layers of all different kinds of delicious treats. I don't even know which way it goes. I don't know if it has a way to go. I think it doesn't like sit. It just is. It lays. Yes. It, it lays. lays with all the layers in it, but yeah. very delicious. That's kind of crazy. I think it's a brilliant, genius move. Brilliant. Make a move. I like it. Well, okay. What's your moral of the story today? Okay. I'm still like, I think I'm going to go home and spend an hour and a half on Crate Joy. 
Oh, this idea of subscriptions of I'm all these I different things to. really. I am always like, okay, we got my dad uh, for Father's Day. We got him an ice cream subscription. Yeah. And it was the gift that kept on giving. Yeah. They talk about it every time I see them. Do they really? They love like someone. It was orange dreamsicle ice cream. Like they just loved it. And, you know, like, what do you my dad is 74 years old and the man wants nothing but a warm coat and it was something nice for him. It's kind of this thing of like, what do you get for the people who are kind of like. I'm good. And every time he got it, he thought of me because he'd call yeah. me and tell me about it. I've given my mom like a cheese club subscription yeah. before, like like 10 years ago before there were these boxes of things. You know, I signed her up for a cheese club and things like that. I always end up getting books for everybody because I love that. Here's the thing that we're doing this year also in the gift group is we are doing... That uh, I'm not in? That one? No, no, no. The family. Oh, okay. Just the family. <laughs> I was like, Don't what you worry. is this group? Don't you worry. <laughs> Said group. But you would, you and your little pals, you guys should do this too because what we did is instead of always like buying new books we all are gonna wrap up a book that we read this year that we really loved and we're gonna throw it into the box and we're gonna have a book box and and it's just gonna be one of those things where you just have to pick a random one out of there we did kind of this we had for when we i had the gals over for dinner everybody brought a book for someone yeah and we had five obama uh mrs obama books oh darn it (laughs) That's the book I think everyone wanted to read. But see, that's why I think it's like, it's cool to have one that you personally read and loved. What would you put in your book box? Well, what I, was, what did you put in? I mean, I'm actually finishing up this great book called Less. Okay. Have my you husband this? loved that book. Well, he's a writer too, and he loved and it. And he knows like, yeah. this is, this is a book about uh, a, a gay man who's in his mid, you know, who's turning 50 and he's a writer and he takes this trip around the world because his former lover is getting married and it is. It is. It won the Pulitzer Prize. It is a genius book, and for people who are writers, I feel like it has a very special side to it. Yeah, it does. I love it. I'm I'm just finishing it up, so I'm just I'm gonna wrap that up and put it in the book. See, I would put a cookbook if I was gonna put a book in the book. I would put a cookbook, and I would put the Savoring the Seasons book that Beth Dooley wrote with Lucia Watson. The book is like probably 15 years old. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think it is the quintessential, like, m- real Minnesota cookbook, like, yeah. seasonal of how we cook. And but what's a fiction book that you've loved? I would love to know that because that's also... Okay, I know right off the top of my head, but it makes me sound so weird. It's called Geek Love by Catherine Dunn. Oh, okay. I've heard of that. That's and good. It's a great book, but it's very odd. It's about this family of... They own a circus. Yeah. And yep. they keep going to like all these extreme lengths to keep people interested in coming to the circus. Okay. And there's a cult aspect to it. And yeah, so that was a, a book that I really liked. Oh, that's nice. See, yeah. and that's why this, I have to do it this year because we all trade books, like in the family. Like my mom gives me a book and then I give it to Megan and then she gives it to Joey. So we have, we do this all year long. So it's like, this is for sure. I'm like, okay, we have to put in things that we haven't already talked about. The other, some, another one, uh, the American marriage is good. That is uh, a great book. Um, there's also a book, uh, written by, Oh, it was about a woman who was in Alaska, Kristen Hannah. Oh, okay. And it's her book about being, um, in Alaska with her family. I'm going to find the is name it a of fiction? that book. Uh huh. Okay, have you ever heard of the Night Circus? Did you ever read yes, that? Yes, I that did. That one is by, a good one to put uh-huh. in because that's kind of mis- like lovely and just sort the of... The Kristen mm-hmm. Hanna book is called The Great Alone. She also wrote um, All the Light You Cannot See, which was oh, a yeah, great yeah, book. Oh, yeah, 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 This is about a young woman who's in Alaska with her family. There we go. Living off the grid. All right.
right, kids. Well, if you're looking for ideas for what to bring to a party, go over to the Facebook page, The Best Dish to Bring to a Party. There's a huge list. You guys have done so well. And maybe we'll cover that list next week in a little more detail. Yeah. All right. Ciao, ciao. Have a great night.